Thanks for joining us today on the Centerpoint podcast coming from the Loft on Main in Danville, Kentucky. For more information, check us out at centerpointdanville.com. Well, good morning and welcome. Um, we're excited. Here's why. Because we're landing the plane on this series called Regifted. And some of you are like, you know, this whole idea of regift is it's challenged me this year. It's allowed me just to take a different perspective on where Christmas is for me and my family. And, and I know this simply because of some of the stories that you guys have been able to share so far. And when we say stories, we look at stories, either you're, you're telling some of our leaders or you're coming alongside Facebook, social media, or whatever platform that you have, and you're using that platform literally to share your story. And we did that by a simple challenge, a simple challenge of, of a dare uh, the first week, and it was hashtag regift uh, CP17. And when we did that, literally people started tagging, you know, people in, in, in our, in our storylines and saying, this is where I was, and this is where I am now, and this is where I want to go with Jesus. And I I'm, I'm just want to share just a couple quick stories where you see people, hey, I was an alcoholic and now I found Christ and now I'm free from that substance, right? I, I, was, I was lost and now I'm found in Jesus and it's changed my life even in a couple of weeks here in the past two weeks. And, and now, you know, my, my family, we were going through a rocky moment. We almost signed the divorce papers and now we're free. We're free because literally we put Christ at the center. I'm telling you, these are great things to be clapping about, church, all right? Because God is at the center of what God is all about, he's all about one thing, love. And when we receive that, get ready, church. Get ready. I'm telling you, it will change who we are in Jesus. And he's ushering it in left and right. And the question is, will you receive it? Will you receive it this Christmas? Will you receive it in a way that literally changes who you are so you can go change the world? The command was simple. Matthew, right, 28, very end. He said, go, what? Come on, church. He said, what, go and what? Tell the world. Go share. Just go do it. Do it in your way that you know how best. Do it in your way that you know how to do it. However you know how to do it well, do it. And watch what happens. Some of you are really gifted at certain things. Go share. Go share the story of how, how you have found Jesus, whether that's hammering a hammer. I don't know what that was. Maybe that's the call to say we're all going home. I don't know. But I promise you when we do this and we do it well and we're doing it in a way that it, it glorifies God, it changes the atmosphere. It changes everything. And I hope and pray this Christmas you learn what generosity means. Not from the act of just giving and giving and giving, because we can get caught up in the go-getter type of love, right? But if you, if you just literally go and serve and learn what it really means to affect who you are, it changes everything. It seriously does. And we, we for those of you all who have not been here, we, in week one, just to recap real quickly, and I don't want to go back, you can go check it online, but in week one, we, we learned, in, we leaned, we leaned into a verse, and we learned that verse over again, and it's probably one of the most popular verses ever, you know, people see it at sports events, and, and they see these three numbers, and they sort of just know exactly what the verse is, but we all agreed that in John 3, 16, that, that God so what? loved, right? He loved the world that he, what? Gave. And when he did that, we, we sort of just, it, it literally changed the atmosphere. And through that giving, it continues to impact and change lives. 
because of his love. And what we said was you, can, you can't give, right? You can't give with, without loving, but you, you can't love without giving. And that's so true, and it identifies for a lot of you. I mean, literally, yesterday was a prime example. That there, there's, if it wasn't for love in that room, you know, it, it, starts, it starts with love. It, we can't go out and, and just multiply giving. It, 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 when there's love at the center of it, get ready. Giving flows abundantly. And no matter what church you're a part of, when love's at the center of it, giving comes out naturally. And I love it when, 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 when you know, organizations like, I won't blame them, but let's, let's just say it's the only shopping place you can buy a lot of food here in this town. It's got a little blue sign and a big K. So, you know, it's one of those things where, where they mess up on an order and they say, we're just going to give it because we believe in you guys. And so they put $50 worth of food in a $30 box. I was like, praise God. You know, that's just awesome. It's just awesome to watch what happens when they say, you know what, we know who the, you guys are and we know what you represent and we want to be a part of that in a tangible way. That's multiplication, guys. That's really, that's multiplication because they see it and they want to be a part of it in a tangible way that they can. And so they were able to impact families' lives through a, a box of food that really knocked it out of the park. I mean, it was so heavy. You had to pick it up from the bottom. It was, if you picked up the sides, it was going to flop out. That's how much food was in those boxes. It was awesome. And in week two, we recognized and we leaned into the teachings of James, right? James, the brother of Jesus, where he, he allowed us to see that if we're going to love like Jesus, if we're going to love like Jesus, we, we're going to have to, relabeling what I have starts with relabeling who I am, right? Relabeling who I am. And who are you? Who are you? Because if you remember, we are not the label that you've been given all these years. Some of you walk in here with a label. You're still wearing some of those, those, those scars and those, those, those labels that have weighed you down for years. But God caused you something. God caused you his prized, what? Possession. And you are his prized possession. Out of all the universe, you are his prized possession. And we had an altar. It was a beautiful moment. If you missed it, I'm sorry. It was powerful. There were, there were so many people up here receiving what God had in store that moment for all of us to see. The altar was full and we laid down our old labels, who we thought we were, and, and, and we have been called all of our lives and, and, and we fully embraced what God calls us, his prized possession. And in week three, last week, we witnessed the results of, of when we re-gift, right? We, we witnessed the results of when we re-gift. It turns into a multiplication moment or a movement that cannot be stopped. Instead of that go-getter-done type of attitude like most of us do. I mean, come on, we do. We're in central Kentucky. We have that go-getter-done, right? Get her done. And so it's those moments where we do it, that attitude, we, we got this, we got this. It's just Christmas. We got this. You know, we'll get it done. It's those Christmas checklist box, we all the way down. Got to cook this, got to do that. We're just getting that moment of go-getter-done. We don't fully embrace what God's trying to do. And so instead of that go-getter-done type attitude, we, we really want to have a go-giver-of-love attitude. That heart change, when we accept this, it, the results are literally unbelievable. And we will begin to literally light up the world and glow in ways Jesus only gets the credit for. If we remember, we snap a glow stick, and it changes everything through our obedience of following Jesus it simply changes the atmosphere and everything, who we are all around us. The way we give generously with our time, our talent, and our tithe, it will impact not just our community, but it will impact the world. 
just like in the book of Acts, they witnessed a movement that changed a culture and, and created a movement towards Jesus. And, and if we have that same type of heart change in our culture and our, our, our movement, the results will be the same. It will impact, the ripple effect will impact here and then go to the next level and then literally get to the uttermost parts of the world. And the question is, do you want to be a part of that? Do you really want to be a part of that? Because I believe when, when Christians come alongside other Christians and they're like-minded, it changes the atmosphere, y'all. It really does. It's contagious. I don't care if you're from Bull County, Lincoln County, Casey County, Gary County, Washington County. I don't care where you're from. But when you come and unite under the umbrella of Jesus, it changes the atmosphere. We have a lot of pride that sneaks in sometimes and robs us of the joy that God's trying to produce during Christmas simply because of last names, church names and other things, and they, they're called stumbling blocks. Satan uses them to, what, still kill and destroy. But I'm telling you, when we camp out, we move towards, and we gravitate towards Jesus, just like these wise men, or maybe four wise men, it changes the atmosphere. It changes the atmosphere. And so if you missed any of these sermons, I encourage you to just go, go back and check on, on our website or our podcast on iTunes because we want you to share and we want you to just you know, give them to somebody because we believe that when, when we do this, it, it literally allows someone uh, the insight of where we've been and it also helps connect the dots of where we're going. And if you remember where we're going, I've encouraged you all not to miss out on this opportunity, Right? Eve Eve service is coming up in, in, in literally a week from now, and it's in, in the tickets are free. But we just need to, we need your help because we need to know where we need serve, people to serve. And so, five thirty service and a, and a seven thirty service, and and there's only a couple tickets left on, on both of them. So I encourage you to get them now while they're still available, because once it's full up here, it's it's full, and we we we'd hate for that you to miss out on it. But we know that people are literally going to enjoy, and, and it's going to impact them because of where we're heading where we're heading with the service. And it's being prayed over. It's, it's being, you know, the, the band is rehearsing well and, and we're just challenging ourselves to, to literally lay it all on the line of what God really wants to do with this moment. So Eve, Eve with us, I encourage you to be a part of that because uh, it, it's, it's gonna be impactful. And on the way out, again, there's, there's some cards. And that's my infomercial. There's some cards back there on those tables. And I want you, I really desire for you to just to go share some of those cards to people who, who are some friends and, and maybe somebody that's just far from God. Maybe they're done with church and, and maybe they just don't have anything to do with Jesus. But I promise you, get them to come to this. It's going to be just one of those moments that can literally impact them. So promise me, you'll, you'll take a card. You'll give it to somebody this week and, and we'll, just, we'll just trust what God does with it. So today... We're going to land the plane. We're going to finish out this whole dare to receive, right? We start off with the dare where we challenged you to go share your story, but now it's, it's that receive. And I know it's hard to receive things, you know, right? It's, it's hard to receive things, and, and I don't know if you're like me, but um, it, it's sometimes, I, sometimes it's just challenging to receive things from other people because I feel like I have everything I need or I just, I'm humble in the aspect of, I, thank you so much. I, I really didn't need that, but hey, thank you so much. Like even this morning, um, 
I was in the bed, and my, 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 well, my number three, M3, you know, he, he, he receives a gift, and he passed it over to me. So he went into the restroom and enjoyed some toilet bowl time face down. And then the next thing I know, I'm going in there, and I said, I received what he just did. And so I went in the other room and received that moment as well. So there's those moments of clarity in your family where you pass things around, right? I promise you, I'm staying on this side. You stay on that side. Maybe we won't catch each other. But it, it, you receive things all the time, and those are some of the things you don't want to receive. You know, that's not something you want to re-gift. We talked about this morning. If it re-gifts, it's like the splash zone. First row, it's like, you know, Shamu. So it's those moments of clarity, right? It's those moments of clarity for all of us to receive something. And some of us don't like to receive. Some of us just do not like to receive. We, we, we want to be on the other end, but simply because maybe, maybe even what the Bible says in Acts 20, verse 35, where it says it's better to what? Give than to receive. And a lot of us, we, we, we lean into that, but sometimes it's, 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 it's equally of value. Even yesterday, you know, I, I love just to sit back and watch the Christmas blitz take place because we were there to give, right? But what we found out is we received a huge blessing of love. Just by being able to walk with people, hear their story, and just to pray over them and watch what God was doing through those moments. And I'm telling you, it changes us more than it changes them. It, it really does. It allows us to just to enjoy Christmas in a way that we never thought possible. And I challenge you to receive what God's trying to do because he's trying to do something huge here. And some of you are literally, you know, you've wandered in and today. You've wandered in like from the streets and you've wandered in from this week and you don't know what God's trying to do. You're just here you're just, you're listening, and it's like Charlie Brown Christmas story. And that's all you're hearing right now. You're just wandering, your brain's wandering, you're, you're maybe even checking out your sports stuff, and if you're on our website getting your tickets, that's fine, but anything else, put it down, right? But I just want you for the next few minutes, the next few minutes, I want you to consider something. Have you ever received a gift that was completely wrapped and love, and if you have, if you have, what did you do with it? What did you do with it? Did it impact your, your moment at that week and at that time? Maybe your whole life or your year, right? Maybe it changed you so much, it changed the trajectory of where you're going. And for some of you that, you know, let's just, let's just be real, that, 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 that little box, you know, it's about this big and and it's got a little bow on it, and the guy gets down, it's, it's wrapped up really tight, and all of a sudden he opens it up, and that other person just goes crazy because it, it, you know it's, it's that moment of your last name is getting ready to change, right? That was a moment of love, right? And for others, maybe it's a family picture that you've been desiring, and, you, and it's, it's all wrapped in love because they took the time and the, the energy to wrap this thing and produce something for your family. Maybe it's a huge gift of sacrifice that your parents have poured out all their time, their energy, and, and you know it was done in love. Or maybe it was something that's so simple. And for me, this is where I'm at in my family. I have a lot of children under the age of 10. Hey, I love my wife. Come on. But in those moments of clarity, simply, you know, they, they, they bring you all these little things, especially made out of popsicles and glitter. And if you are a teacher, glitter it's on my do not bring home list, just so you know. It's from the devil. Trust me, it is. But I'm telling you that 
they, they, they bring these little gifts home and we have so many little gifts. And then we're just like, what do we do with these? And there's like, you got, you can't throw that away. And then I'm like, well, the elf said it couldn't stay inside the house today, <laughs> you know? But it's those moments of clarity when they just bring these little gifts home and it's wrapped in love and just you open it and you're just like, what is it? And like, you can't see what it is. I'm like, oh, it's a picture frame. No, it's not. It's a house, dad. Oh, I see it now. Those moments of love, and some of you know it because you have kids or you've been there or maybe you even built them and maybe as a 30-year-old adult, you're still building them. God help you. But they're fun, right? These are moments of fun and they're moments of love because you receive them and you, you just don't know what to do with them. Did you tear into it? I opened that package and you ripped it up you know, fiercely. You just, you just rip it open. You don't even think about what was inside of it. Maybe it was something breakable, but you didn't care. You just, it had your, you know, like in week one, it had your label on it. It was your name, right? And in our label, it said, it's, it's not socks, right? It's something special, right? It's something special on the inside. It was just for you. And who knows what it was on the inside, but I, I do know that some of us, we rip packages open and we go to town because it's got your name on it, wrapped in love. Or maybe, maybe you're excited to have, you know, just received a gift from that person and, and, and then all of a sudden it turned into a moment of, of, you know, afraid. You were terrified because you remember what you did to him earlier in the year and simply because you don't know what's on the inside, you're trying to like, oh no, right? Or maybe it's in the best case scenario, it's that re-gifted item that gets passed on from family to family to family, right? It could be that, that, that thing has been passed down down by years, and, and it's, it might be the ugly sweater that gets passed on to you, or, or maybe in some of those families that I've seen, in, even in here, that's the ugly pair of Christmas underwear. I don't know why you do that, but it's those moments, you know, it gets passed on. Or maybe for some, it's that, that smoked fish that's been around since 1960. I don't get that one, but, you know, it, it, it is... Or even, even my favorite, you know, even my favorite, you all think you still have one up on me, but I still have plenty of these. I, I re-gift these quite often because of you guys. So you just, you just, I'm just passing these out. We'll go, we'll go right there, River. You know, and so it, it, it's amazing. Fruitcakes are great re-gift items. Keep giving them to me. I'm going to keep handing them right back out. You just go ahead. I'll, I'm going to re-gift them. These are great items to re-gift. You keep on handing them to me. You know, there are two things that you can do with fruitcakes. Doorstops or re-gift. Those are two it. I mean, I don't know. But who knows what it is, right? Whatever it is, though, you receive it. And when you receive it, it changes everything. It changes the moment. It changes the scenery. It changes who we are because the, the, the giddiness inside of us, right? So how do you describe? How do you describe those, those, those moments when you received it? How do, you do, how do you describe it? How do you begin to tell others about the gift that is now in your possession? Do you, do you post about it on social media? Do you just quickly, you know, you space, you know and, and selfie, right, right? Do you quickly post about it and you show everybody in all the world, you take all the pictures of the ring, what, what, this item, you know? How do you do it? How are you going to do it in a week from now? Do all the gifts that you're about to whip open and go to town and you're going to share it quickly with all your friends? Come on, students, is this the first thing you're going to look what my mom got me? What are you going to do? Do we try to explain in detail during those moments 
where we're around our friends and we just try to get every detail. And, and, and then they came around the curve. You know, they came around the corner with this huge box. I thought all my gifts were gone, but I had this one more big box, right? And it was this, this thing that I've been wanting and it was it. It was my Red Ryder BB gun. No, you know what I'm saying, right? I think for most of us, we do our best to describe that indescribable gift that has changed our lives. But do we thank anyone in the process? Do we really thank anybody in the process for giving to us? Or do we just, are we just so excited that we received it? Which one is it? Do we thank him for that moment that changed us? Because it literally can change lives. Do we thank him later on? What do we do? How do we, how do we go about this? I, this, this moment where the Apostle Paul, if you don't know who Apostle Paul, Apostle Paul was somebody who was far from God. He really didn't like Christians at all. He killed a lot of Christians in the process. He had this moment where he, he finally figured out who Jesus was. He had an encounter. And then from that moment on, he just went around telling everybody his story until the day of his death. And then, you know, when he's close to those ending moments, when he's just around those ending moments in 2 Corinthians, there's a great verse in, in chapter 9, verse 15, when, he, when he's just absorbing everything that's going on. He's just literally taking it all in because people are sharing their story. They're, they're coming to know Jesus and, and he's just being a part of it. And he just says, he says this in verse 15, he says, thanks be to God for this indescribable gift. He's watching it all unfold and he's just like, thanks be to God for this indescribable gift because it's changing people's lives. An indescribable gift. What is an indescribable gift to you? What is it? The birth of a child? Is, is it the moment that you get some bling on the ring? I mean, what is it? What is an indescribable gift? Is it the Nintendo Switch? I hope not. It will break in three months. What is an indescribable gift? How do we describe an indescribable gift, right? One of my favorite stories in the Bible of the baby Jesus and not the Ricky Bobby version of nine pound baby Jesus, right? But it's like the story in Luke that records chapter two where the shepherds are involved and they're, they're just really getting engaged in this whole story. They were minding their own business out in the middle of the fields. And then all of a sudden some angels show up and get their undivided attention. And, and I think we can glean from something this morning from that story as we lean into Christmas. So if you got your Bibles, Luke chapter 2, Luke chapter 2, and we'll see what God does with it. And I believe we can get to a moment maybe today where we can receive what God's trying to give in an indescribable way to change lives that literally now can change lives. And I pray that's where we're at this morning. Luke chapter two, verse eight. And it says, and there were some shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And so most people have heard this story before. And if you grew up in church, I promise you, you you've, you've read this or you've had it explained to you. You know, these, these shepherds, they're just out hanging out in the field at the middle of the night. They, this is what they do. They just, they guard the sheep and they grab the, far, the flocks. And so for, for these people, this is, this is all they know but they, they know consistency, right? They know sun up, sun down. And this, this is stuff that just usually don't happen. And all of a sudden, they're just guarding their flocks. And, in, and it says in verse 9, it says, And an angel of the Lord appeared to them. An angel of the Lord appeared to them. And, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified. Now, then I had to really think about this verse to try to give you an explanation or at least, at least some kind of lean in those moments, right? And the best thing that I got 
is imagine, like, for, if you did not know anything about the eclipse this past year. Anybody remember the eclipse that took place? Okay, so if you didn't know the eclipse was going down, and all of a sudden you looked up and it's completely dark outside, and you look up and you see this glow, right? It's just a weird glow, and it's glowing all around you, and you can't figure this out. You're terrified, right? You're completely terrified. You're like, what is going on? For them, this is sort of the same thing. Like, it's completely dark. There's some stars out in the middle of the night. And all of a sudden, I don't know if it was that noise or not, but all of a sudden a light appeared, right? And it just starts glowing, and they're just like all around, there's a glow. And the glory of the Lord shone at that moment. And they were terrified. And they can't outrun it, so they just sort of sit still, right? In verse 10, the angel, but the angel said to them, great verse here, what? Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. For all the people. Do not be afraid, guys. Hey, guys, wait with me. Hey, don't, don't run. Listen to me. I've got something for you. You need to receive this information. I'm telling you, it will change people's lives. It will change everybody's lives. It's for all people. And in verse 11, it says this. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord, Period. He's the one that's going to change everything. He's the one that we've been talking about for over 400 years of silence. He's the one that was prophesied in the book of Isaiah. He's the one that we were talking about in the Old Testament. He's the one that these stories have been told about and shared for years and years and years. This is the moment. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And this will be the sign, is what it says. This will be the sign. Go get your GPS and track it down, and, and your Siri will correct you if you turn wrong. No, it says, this will be the sign that you will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a what? A manger. You've heard this story before. And so it says, suddenly, if it wasn't freaked out enough already... As soon as, you know, it's just like those moments of clarity in movies that we grow up in. The person says something really dramatic, and all of a sudden, the, the, the whole choir comes across. This is what happens in verse 13. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel. There was one. Now there's a whole heavenly host. Now, I don't know what that looks like. If you ever watched Lord of the Rings, that's what a heavenly host looks like when all that people move on. It's just a whole army of people singing and chanting on and saying this. Now, I don't know why they didn't sing just glory. That would have been much better at this moment, but it says, glory to God in the highest of heavens. Glory to God in the highest of heavens and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. That was it. I don't know if they vanished. I don't know if they just disappeared. I just know if that moment happened, if I did not wet my pants before, I now have wet my pants. Because this was overwhelming in the middle of the night. This was so much to take in. And there's shepherds. These are down here. These are people that people don't listen to. How is anybody going to believe them? How are they supposed to receive everything that's taking place? And I love what 15 says. It sort of just calls an ace an ace. It says, when the angels had left them, right? 
So the angels disappeared. It doesn't really say they hang out with them and got to know their names and tell them about all what they did. No, no, no. It just says they left them. And it said they'd gone into heaven. And it says, the shepherds said to one another. Now, this shows you doubt. It's sort of like, you know, did, did you really see that? Did, you, did this just happen? Or I'm just, am I going kook, you know, crazy? I, did, did you see it too? Yeah, I saw it too. I, we all saw it. because they're Okay, we, we all saw it. So let's talk about it. So they had a conversation. It says, when the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, okay, let's, let's go into Bethlehem then. Let's, let's leave the flock. I don't care what happens to them. We'll find them later. But let's go into Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened. Let's just see if it's real. Let's just trust these angels. Let's trust them because this was kind of weird. This is glory. This is all sending down to us. And I don't know why they picked us to receive this, but let's go. Which the Lord has told them about. It's an indescribable thing. Did you catch that? Let's go into Bethlehem and see this what? Thing. Did you catch it? Let's go see this. They didn't even know how to describe it. They didn't know how to describe a birth. Are you with me? This is indescribable. They, they, they can't describe it. It's an indescribable gift. But they're already giving credit to God. Because they're, hey, man, the Lord, they ain't, okay, so let's, let's just go see. Let's just, just trust right now. Let's just go. Let's move in. Let's just see if it's, okay, I'm with you. You want to go? Yeah, I'll go with you. We're better in groups of three. Let's just go. So let's leave the, let's leave the sheep. They'll be okay. There's, who cares about a couple of wolves? Let's just go, right? And so it says this. It doesn't say that they walked humbly and they, they, they contemplated. It says they would. They hurried off. They took off running. They took off running to seek this out. And, and it says, and, and they found Mary and Joseph. And they found Mary and Joseph and, and the baby who was laying where? In the manger. And I love this. And when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. They, 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 they shared the word concerning what had been told them about this child. Now, what was it that they were told about this child? What was it? Go find Jesus lying in a manger? Nope. Go, go, go share this new song? Go. Nope, nope, not, not that one. No, they, they were told something in verse 11. In verse 11, you go back to verse 11, it says, Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to the world. Nope. To, to, to one section of the religious people. Nope. It says a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. He was born to give to you. You need to receive this and go see it. And when the shepherds went away, which is when the shepherds went away telling the world, they did not go quietly. They told the world because they, they had to share this indescribable gift to the world because it impacted them so much. They trusted God. They trusted the Lord's angels, and they went, and they saw it. And it says in verse 18, it said, all who heard it, I love it, all, not just some, all, all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherd said to them. 
the story of, of coming around the corner and it was in the middle of the night. I was sleeping and he was over there playing on his phone and, and everything else. And all of a sudden, one, one angel showed up and it said, hey, I want your attention. And all of a sudden, the whole army of angels showed up and they just started singing. It just kind of scared me. And all of a sudden, you know, they just said, hey, listen, in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. And so we just went to go check it out. And it was, he was laying right there. We found him. And I love what it says in verse 19. You know, sometimes when you receive a gift, especially from God, if we don't give thanks for that, for that moment, sometimes it's, it's holding the gift of giving it away to the next person. And, and this, is, this is about the next person in line. You know, God has a way of communicating what he's about to do. And it says in verse 19, but Mary, it says, but Mary treasured up all these things. There it is again, these things, and pondered them in her heart. You see, she's just gone through what? Come on, those church people who know, you know the story. An angel shows up to Mary and says, hey, listen, you're going to conceive a child. Who, who believes that story? Hey, you know, we're educated people. We know how this happens. No, but the Spirit's going to fall upon you, and you're going to conceive a child. And then she goes and tells who? Joseph. Hey, Joseph, I'm pregnant. She's just going through all this thing. And he, by legally rights, had the right to just leave her, abandon her and everything else. But he stuck with her too. And so now she goes through the whole process and, 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 and she gives birth and it's in a manger. Just like the angels had described everything, this indescribable moment, this indescribable, no one can really describe this because it's never happened before. And they get to the moment and there it was, this, this moment, this indescribable moment and it says, Mary treasured up all this moment, all these things that were happening, and she pondered them in her heart because she realized it's true. The only thing I need to do is trust God. I'm going to raise this child, and I'm going to share this love in a way that he is going to change the world. And I don't know what it looks like, but I, I know one thing. I know one thing. It's birth in love. Why? Because, you know, those people that are out there that, that need others to come alongside and, 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 and tell Jesus' story through, through just rapid excitement and zeal and passion, just like these shepherds came to Mary. We need people to come along and say, you know what, this has just happened to me. This is my story, and I just want to share it with you, and I don't know what it means, but I know I need to share it. It's your moment now to receive it, and, and maybe you got confirmation now. Mary had confirmation, and it changed the perspective of where she was with God. And in that moment, from there on out, she shared with the world because she received it, and it multiplied into her heart, and it went outward. And in verse 20, it says this. It says, the shepherds returned. It says they returned, and they were glorifying and praising. Now, then, most people think they just walked away going, hey, this is great, this is great. No, I can only imagine. You know, when my children were born, I let everybody know, right? Come on, dads, right? And we got some people. And, you know, you let everybody. I am a father. I, this is great. I just had this experience, and this is an amazing thing. I can tell my baby boy. This is awesome. And baby girl, I get in trouble. But it changed my life, and I got to, this is crazy. I just want to share. There's other indescribable moments that when I see people so far from God, they come to know Jesus. And I don't know how to say it, to explain it. But I just cry, and, I, and people see it, and I just, I just get it so emotionally. And the next thing I know, I'm just sharing it however I possibly can. 
And this is what I would say. They walked away so excited. It doesn't say they hurried off. (laughs) They just said they went away glorifying and praising God for all, here's this word again, for all the things that they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Today, there is a savior of the world and he exists. He is the Messiah. He is the Lord and he's mine. He came for me. They gave it to me and I just get the privilege of of seeing it. Years have gone by and they have now got to see it. These shepherd boys got to see it first. Sounds like a bunch of Lincoln County boys coming over. You know, that's what it sounds like. They got to see it first and they're like, Let's go tell the world. And they did. They were excited to do it. You see, this is what I figured out. When we receive the gift that God is pushing in our life, it changes you and it changes me because you can't shut up about what Jesus has done for you. You can't stop what God's trying to do when you fully receive what the love of God is trying to do through Jesus. It changes you. It changes your family. It changes friends around you. It changes the atmosphere. It changes the schools. It changes the town. It changes your work. It changes everything simply because you decided to open up and receive what he's ushering out, what he's freely giving. You see, I think the challenge we face where we live It's for most people where we call home, where we work, play, and live, is is we skip something. We skip something because it's so hard to describe something that's so indescribable. Don't, come on. Am I I the only person here? Right? It's so hard because it's really hard to describe it. It's something that's so indescribable. We sort of just go down the road because it's just, just oh, it's just, it, this just happened, right? And we even, we clap, we applaud. It's something we've been taught for so many years because that's, that's what we're supposed to do. We just go to church and eventually we become a Christian. We're supposed to believe in Christmas because that's what we've been told. We, we, we're supposed to believe in Easter because that's what we've been taught. We're supposed to believe in Santa the Easter bunny, the elf on the shelf that never moves in my house. You, you know, I just, we, we, we're told and we're taught. But Jesus wanted you to receive something first so it can change you. And a lot of us, we just go down the road of believing. But why did many people in the first century church, why did they give up their life for this thing? Because they witnessed a baby born. They witnessed a young child grow into a man of wisdom and statue. And he went on to go and love those that no one else would love. Those far from God. He loved loud now with action and it demanded action. And it drew the dead to life. Because he was a savior born for you and me. And see, then Jesus, then Jesus dies because he loved first. And eventually he fulfilled his promise and rose from the grave and many people witnessed it. They broke bread with him. 
and received his final teachings until the last day when he ascended into heaven and said, go share your story. You see, when this moment took place is, is where today this gift is about to be in your hands. It, it really is. It's, it comes down to this moment of, of a, a dare to receive. And I, and I think what God's really trying to instruct us all is, is this one word. This one word that literally can change who you are. This one word that can change the trajectory of your family. This one word that literally allows you to change what you care about. And this one word is trust. You see, do you trust me? These wise men had to trust the angels to go into town. These, these shepherds, right, had, had to just to literally trust the angels and to go to find the baby. For years and centuries, they, they had to trust all these, 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 what? These stories that he's coming, a savior's coming. They, they trusted God that a love so great would come to save the world. They just didn't think he would be in the form of a baby. Do you trust me enough to receive what I want to do with your life? I want to change it. Do you trust me enough to open up this gift that, that where love can be the center of everything to, for your life to multiply in ways you never dreamed possible? Do you trust me enough to truly receive abundant life? Because if you do, just like those shepherds, we can't stop praising and glorifying this indescribable gift. The only thing we can do is sit there and give thanks with our hands raised high and just say, thank you, Jesus. This is something I never would imagine anybody would ever give to me, but I take it, I receive it in the name of Jesus. I trust you with my life. I trust you with everything that I have because it's not mine. It's a blessing from yours and I just want to be a servant to you. I want to do those two words that are the most challenging words in the Bible. Follow me. I will follow you because you have allowed me to experience something that no one else can reproduce or re-gift. No one can. It's his love. But when it does affect you in a way that trust is at the center of everything, it multiplies outward because people see it. You see, in John, in, in John chapter 1, I think this is where we stumble and this is where we get in trouble, especially in the culture where we live. We, we go down these, this road of, of, of two letters, B and C, but the way the Bible sort of describes something, it sort of describes it R-B-C. And I want you to remember this today because I don't know where people are at. But John, who followed Jesus, who walked with him, who loved him, kind of selfishly, narcissistic in some ways, said he was the beloved one all the time. But he said it this way in John chapter 1, verse 12. He said, yet to all who did receive r to all who did believe in his name, B, he gave the right to become a child of God. You see, for, for a lot of church people, especially in the culture we live, they, they, just, they, they just raise their hands on the believe. 
if you believe in Jesus, just raise your hand. And it, and it sort of messes with us later in life when we, we hit that roadblock, or we hit that dip, or we go through that divorce, or financially it just overwhelms us because, you know, we're just taught. You never did really fully receive what God's ushering out to change your life. You were just taught church. We were just gone through the motions of, of believing in Christmas and, Chris, and Christmas dumps into Easter. We're just, we're just taught. But today I'm telling you, there's a savior that was born in David. I'm telling you, there's a savior born in David that is for you. The thing that you have to do is to open your hands up and to receive it, just like that big Christmas present that's got your name on it. Then I pray that you tear it open and you get so excited if you believe for the very first time that yes, there is a Lord, there is a Messiah, and that's the moment you become a child of the one true king. It changes everything. You can't shut up about it. You go and you tell the world of what you just experienced. Because what I figured out, when we receive, we believe. There's nothing that can stop it. When we receive, we believe, and it multiplies outward in ways only Jesus gets the credit for. It changes lives that now change lives. Love is at the center of everything we do because it multiplies outward. It's not about our last name or our church name. It's literally about one name that's so amazing to say, and it's Jesus, the Messiah, the Lord of Lords. There is no fear. A lot of people are like, I've been in church my whole life and I have some fear because people, what would people say if I've never received it? I was talking to a guy even yesterday at the Blitz and we were having a conversation. He goes, I'm, I'm kind of embarrassed. I'm kind of ashamed to say, I've never done any of this stuff. I've never served in a way that gives up my time, my talent, my treasure. I've never done this before. I said, just enjoy it. Receive what God's trying to do to you. Receive what he's trying to reveal to you, how you can love others more, how you can love your family more, how you can literally allow God to change who you are and see what God can do at the center of this. You see, this is what I've noticed in my short time of being a father. It's when my kids are struggling to do something, when my kids are struggling or, or hurt or when they're just trying to go through the school and maybe one of them got bullied and, and literally a couple weeks ago, one of my kids got punched, got hit, came home kind of depressed and just, you know, we talked and we had those moments and he was struggling. And I, and I saw him just look into my eyes of just, dad, what are you going to do? What are you, you going to do? And I just opened up my arms and I, I held him just like I held my little nine-month-old baby. He sat there and he trusted my love. He felt it. He looked in my eyes and I looked into his and I said, you are my prized possession. Don't you ever forget it. I love you so much. And I promise I'll never abandon you. And I promise I'll never leave you or forsake you. I will do everything I can to protect you, but you got to trust me. When that guy punches you in the stomach, next time you punch him in his nose. I didn't say that, but I wanted to.
But he looked back in my eyes and he saw the love that I had for him. And he's thriving because he knows he has a dad who loves him. He can take on a brick wall because he knows he's got friends who are around him and support him. Who will take up for him because he loves unconditionally. That's the only thing he's got is love. And we teach our kids that. And it multiplies outward. And I promise you, when love's at the center, it changes everything. People look at him differently just because he goes out and loves people. He tries never to say nothing bad about his friends. He just goes out and loves them even more. And I know he's going to look different. He's going to feel different as the world collapses in around him. But I promised him this is going to change the atmosphere. Just keep pushing forward. Just trust me. And I promise you, Jesus is saying the same thing to you. Because today there's a Savior that's born. There's a heavenly Father looking down and saying, will you just receive this? Will you receive what I'm trying to do with your life? Will you trust me with your life? Because I have a love for you that's so great, that's so indescribable, I promise it will change who you are. You just have to receive it. And then you will believe it. And you will become a child resting perfectly in the Father's arms, looking into His arms and looking into His eyes, and you will feel that love. You will begin to trust in ways you've never trusted before. It will change who you are dramatically. And I promise it will impact the world. And so I'm, I'm asking you, how are you going to receive this gift? that God ushered out a long time ago and, and, and through the words of John, John 3, 16, right? For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that who should ever believe in him shall what? Have life. Some of you guys are on the edge of not even feeling life anymore because you're so overwhelmed because you never did receive. You just were taught to believe. I hope and pray today you receive. And so we're going to do something a little bit different this morning. I just want everybody to go ahead and close their eyes. As the band comes up and gets us ready for this next song. bold enough to just raise their hand and say, I need to receive Jesus today in a way that can change my life. Who would be bold enough just to raise their hand in a way that says, I need to receive something that just allows me to confirm that Jesus is real? Who would be bold enough to raise their hand and honestly just admit for the very first time that they never received Jesus? They just were taught to believe. So God, you see the hands. You know the hearts. I'm just asking you to do something that only you get the credit for from here on out. 
as we just stand and sing hallelujah and hallelujah, hallelujah. God, I'm just asking for your, your presence to just be so real, so revealing that people in this room receive it. You re- they receive it, the spirit, in a way that changes and impacts their life from here on out. God, move us all to a season of receiving so we can go out and share the story that's indescribable, that's birthed through love, and that can change the world. And in your name, amen. The altar's open. Your turn to respond. Guys are gonna sing a song. I encourage you to sing along with us.